I wanted to lay this out for you, and I saw this from Sudbury. The internet's a wonderful thing. It's really hard to hide these kind of things. And I'm going to tell you, whatever you're hearing come out of my mouth the next 30 seconds, it's worse now in Sudbury, and it's worse certainly in the GTA, Hamilton, London. London's got University Hospital, the St. Joseph's Healthcare System. I was born at St. Joe's. My youngest son was born at St. Joe's. So I know the system really well. Here's Health Sciences North and their executive salaries from 2012. And you wonder why we can't pay nurses more. And you wonder why we don't have beds. The president and CEO, um, Dr. Dennis, Dennis Wa or Roy, I don't know which, makes 350 grand a year. He gets a $12,000 annual car allowance. Their senior VP is paid $212,000 plus a $4,800 car allowance. He must not get an all-wheel drive, and the other guy must. It's Sudbury. You need an all-wheel drive. Um, The uh, chief of staff gets $300,000. The VP of research gets $335,000. Five other VPs get more than $100,000. This was 10 years ago, with salaries ranging from $205,000 to $149,000. In Sudbury. I love Sudbury. Nice place to visit. They got that wolf that goes across at the OHL games when they score a goal. Super cool. If that's the case in Sudbury, and I've already seen the $700,000, $800,000 deals. Hey, get what you can. I don't blame you. But when it's costing our system, when we pay into the system, when we can't properly take care of ourselves, when we got people flying to Romania and, and everywhere else in Eastern Europe, the Czech Republic to get a hip surgery, People who paid into the system for six decades. And that's what they have to do just to have a life again. Well, something's terribly wrong, plain and simple. I'm very pleased uh, to welcome on our friend. Uh, She, of course, uh, has a fantastic newsletter each week podcast as well. Amber Mack joins us now. Now, we were going to talk about Twitter, but I like getting you fired up about healthcare. You get fired (laughs) up about healthcare like anybody else. When you hear those salaries from Sudbury a decade ago, Amber, what, what, what does it do for you? Well, I think when we look at um, those salaries, you said it, you know, in terms of uh, the reality that we're in right now, where we are not paying nurses uh, what they deserve to be paid. And I think this is really an indication of perhaps why and where most of the money is going. So there just is an increasing gap between the people in power and the people who are doing all the work. So I think more and more we're seeing that this is a problem that desperately needs to be fixed and someone needs to call it out. But um, unfortunately, I don't really see that happening beyond maybe what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying. But uh, yeah, that's like asking asking the hospital executives to do it. It's like uh, it's like watching Goodfellas and thinking, well, Robert De Niro and Ray Liotta, they'll go straight really soon. Well, no, they won't unless somebody tells them, hey, you're going to jail unless you go on the straight and narrow. When you got it really good and you're profiting from a system and, and nobody's yelling too much about it, why change it? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true. You know, I've been home now. My son is on day six of this uh, terrible flu. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have one bottle of uh, Tylenol pain medication, so the, the liquid medication. And um, we've been kind of rationing it. Um, this is insane <laughs> to be in a place right now where we accept this as being normal. And it's been months and months since children have been able to get uh, pain medication across the country. And so I, I think one of the things that is so frustrating in our health healthcare system right now is that we just seem to turn a blind eye to um, things that desperately need to be fixed um, and uh, mm. allow things to happen like this. And and I just think uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it's time for someone to, to physically do something about this, right? Something has to be done when we feel, I mean, I, I sat with my son with a fever of 104 and I, I 
you know, basically said to him, like, we can't go to the hospital right now unless this is really urgent. I mean, what a terrible situation to be in. Yeah. My son had a really bad knee injury that he's going to need a, a, a scope for, which is fine. He's going to need a surgery for it. He's not in a lot of pain right now. But we were in Thornhill when it happened, um, and we, we didn't go to the emergency room that night. And he's okay, and I don't think it cost him much, but I greatly regret it. But instantly in my head, same thing as you. I'm like, a nine-hour wait? I have to work tomorrow? Like, I, I worry I put myself before his needs. And I think there's parents riding those fences right now, Amber, doing that. It's, it's, it's a terrible feeling. It is a terrible feeling. I mean, especially when you're you know, laying down beside your child who basically has been in bed for days and you know physically getting them up and taking them to the hospital where they could wait for up to 24 hours is just going to make them sicker. I mean, mm-hmm. these are the type of decisions that we're making. So uh, I think it's just incredibly frustrating. And uh, quite frankly, I'm just floored that um, we accept this. And uh, it's it's the situation right now where I think, you know, this is the only thing we should be talking about. If we can't keep our kids safe and um, healthy, then what do we have to live for? (laughs) Because really this should be our priority. Yeah. And we already, you know, a lot of what we've done the last two years is leverage them um, to, to protect us or, or make us feel better. And, I can't do it one more day. I cannot do it one more day. Let, let's shift to Elon Musk and Twitter. I, I Like, how could this have gone worse? I try and visualize how it could have <laughs> gone worse, but I don't know that it could have. What do you see as the future of Twitter? There's feel like there's people, it couldn't have had more bad publicity out of the gate, could it? It could not have been worse. I think you're exactly right on that front. Um, you know, it's just been sort of stumbling block after a stumbling block in terms of uh, Elon just doing the wrong thing at uh, every single moment. Uh, And in many ways, I feel like he's sort of an exaggeration of the issue we have with many people in power. Um, He's sort of saying what I think a lot of them are thinking privately. (laughs) So that worries me even more. I don't think he's alone in terms of the way that he decides to run his business. And so uh, what we've seen is just total disregard for people in terms of the employees of Twitter. Um, He himself has been uh, caught spreading a conspiracy theory uh, over a week ago. I'm sure everybody saw that uh, Mm -hmm. online in terms of Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband. Um, He is really kind of the worst of the worst. And here he has, you know, all this power in the social media space. And instead of doing good with it, um, he's kind of driving it into the ground. It's really something. Um, I want to ask you because it's so timely about um, Facebook. I got a minute and a half here, but they're they're going through layoffs as well. Are we seeing just a turn in how we utilize social media? It it you know you and I communicate through it. We have a lot of people that communicate with us through it. But just this alone, Facebook layoffs. What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, also devastating news, uh, 11,000 people based on recent reports. And I will just say this, you know, we are uh, in a crisis right now in terms of misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theories. All of a sudden, when you go and lay off thousands and thousands of people um, across these social media sites who potentially are trying to keep these platforms as safer places, we are in for some serious trouble. So as much as you may hate Meta or you hate Twitter and you want them to fail, at the end of the day, this is not helping the issue that we have uh, in front of us right now. This is only going to make things much, much, much worse in the social space. Yeah. And we, we forget sometimes we're like, ah, Facebook, I don't use it. Well, they own WhatsApp and most of us use WhatsApp and they own Instagram. And <laughs> a lot of our younger generation is communicating only sometimes exclusively through Instagram. So um, these layoffs affect those two platforms as well, don't they? 
They absolutely do. And, and you know, I, I think, you know, WhatsApp is one great example. People all around the world use this mm-hmm. to keep in touch with family members. And so uh, we're going to see the repercussions of this. You know, imagine if in law enforcement, all of a sudden they started laying off 50 percent of the, the police officers. We would be concerned about our safety. And I think we should bring those yeah. same sort of feelings into the social space in terms of how safe it will be on those platforms. You can go to AmberMac.com, follow her there, find out more. She hosts the Feed podcast as well. Thanks for the time today. And thanks for being so passionate about the things you're passionate about. I love our conversations. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for having me on. You got it.